Bullseye with Jesse Thorne is a production of MaximumFun.org and is distributed by NPR. It's Bullseye. I'm Jesse Thorne. Sometimes the workday doesn't go the way you thought it would. In fact, in show business, it rarely does. That's why we created this segment, the craziest day of my entire career. And this time around, we're joined by Mark Summers. Mark Summers has built an incredible career as a television host. He has hosted reality shows, cooking shows, talk shows, and of course, game shows. If you're the right age, you probably know him as the host of Nickelodeon's Double Dare. Mark Summers! Hi, Wally. Nice to see you. It's Family Double Dare here in uh, Nickelodeon in Florida and all those places. And we're going to have a good time here today. Now, what'd you say about me today? I have trouble hearing those things. Uh, Ex-child actor from every, virtually every episode of Leave it to Beaver. That's right. How's this? Gee, Wally, I don't know. How's that? Is that all right? Perfect. Close enough, huh? That's why I'm a game show host and not an actor. We have great teams, as always. They uh, start off to my left. They are dressed in red, and they call themselves the Rubbles. Rarely will you find a man who has hosted as many television programs as the great Mark Summers. Literally dozens. And most recently, he has been encroaching on our territory. He's gotten into podcasting. He just launched Mark Summers on Raps. It's a show where he talks with different entertainers about some of the stories that have shaped their careers. When we asked Mark to tell us about the craziest day of his entire career, it was the day he finally got the call to go on The Tonight Show. The other guest, Burt Reynolds. And it didn't go as planned. I'll let Mark take it from here. Hi, this is Mark Summers, and this is the craziest day of my career. It was my dream to be on The Tonight Show with Johnny Carson. I was obsessed with Johnny. I would come home from school and watch Who Do You Trust, a game show he was doing. And then when he got The Tonight Show, I thought, oh, my God, uh, this is going to be unbelievable. And as a, a kid in Indiana with no talent but uh, lots of passion for the entertainment industry, I found out that Johnny was a magician. And I thought, well, if I learn magic, maybe that'll get me on The Tonight Show someday. So I become a professional magician. I'm working in the Magic Castle in Los Angeles, California. I become a regular at the Comedy Store in 1976. I couldn't even get an audition for The Tonight Show back when Johnny was doing it. On your mark. Get set. Go! These two teams are tossing at targets, trying to be the first to stick their partners with Velcro balls. Who's ever got the sharpest aim will win 20 bucks in control of the show where making bullseyes wins you dough. Double Dare! Fast forward the tape, I was hosting four shows at the same time. A show called Our Home, a talk show on Lifetime. Double Dare and What Would You Do on Nickelodeon and a syndicated game show called Pick Your Brain. So I do an interview for an hour with this uh, producer from The Tonight Show. He calls my publicist and says, we're going to book him. Well, for the next year... I got bumped, as they say. I was scheduled. They canceled me. I was scheduled. They canceled me. So I stopped telling people I was going to do the show because I sounded like a liar. They finally booked me. The limo comes to pick me up at my house and drive me to the NBC facility. On the way there on the Ventura Freeway, the car gets a flat tire. 
we're in the middle of the Ventura Freeway trying to change a tire or do we get another limo to pick me up? It was a nightmare. I arrived at The Tonight Show about 15 minutes before the show was uh, to begin. Jay comes into the dressing room and apologizes 15 ways about, I'm sorry about the last year being bumped, and I heard that you had a flat tire, but you're here, and we're going to do the show. Uh, They knew I did magic, and they wanted me to do a magic trick with Jay. That was a key to them at the time. So in that process, I had to come up with a bunch of different things that Jay could do, and I wanted to do a card trick, and they told me that he couldn't do card tricks because he didn't know the different suits. He, He called clubs puppy dog tails, and they said it's probably not a good idea idea to, to use uh, a card trick. So I said, well, there's this trick called cut and restored tie. And they went, oh, that's that's fantastic. Why, why don't you do that? So uh, that was what the gimmick, the plan was, was I was going to cut and restore uh, Jay's tie and part of the process of my appearance on the show. Well, they had booked Burt Reynolds on the program. And the night before, Jay just started going after Burt. Burt was on a book tour. He had written this book and he chose to write this book and, you know, comment about his life from his point of view. And remember, there's always the opposing point of view. He was going through the divorce and he was, uh, I guess the, the term I would use is surly. He was not a happy man while he was there. You could see it on his face. If you go back, if you want to Google this whole thing and, you know, just put Mark Summers, Burt Reynolds, Tonight Show appearance, it all is there. And and uh, by the way, I'm hoping this is the last time I ever have to tell this story because there are debates on a weekly basis still, you know, almost 30 years later, that the whole thing was set up, and I'm here to tell you it was 100% ad lib. Nothing was set up. From the NBC studios in Burbank, California, The Tonight Show with Jay Leno. Featuring Brent Marsalis and The Tonight Show band. And now, Jay Leno. So, flash forward the tape. Uh, we are now on day of. Jay is in the middle of his monologue, and Bert comes out, unbeknownst to Jay and me, and is so angry with what Jay has been saying about him, he gets a pair of scissors and cuts Jay's tie. And I'm running to the producers backstage and going, now what do you want me to do? Okay? The tie was cut, and now I don't have a trick. And they said, well, come up with something. I said, I didn't bring any other props. I could do a card trick. Jay can't do a card trick. Oh, okay. Well, maybe we won't do anything. Maybe we won't have time. And that's kind of where they left it. I didn't kind of know where I stood about uh, trying to cut a tie that had already been cut or trying to do a card trick where he didn't know the suits. Please welcome Mark Summers, ladies and gentlemen. It's scary to hear that music and introduced by the host of The Tonight Show. You come through that curtain and it's like, you know, in your head, it's like, what the hell am I doing here kind of situation. But it's also the moment I waited for for my entire life. So I was excited, uh, prepared, just thrilled to be there. And of course, I shake Bert's hand and sit down. And and Jay starts asking me questions about uh, the shows I was doing because the clip they showed before I came out was uh, uh, me and a thing called the Pie Pod from What Would You Do? And I was getting, uh, you know, pied as people did on a regular basis on most of my shows back in the Nickelodeon days. And Jay said, you know, do you like doing that stuff? Do you, you know, and, and we started talking about pies and uh, the whole process. And I was leaning towards Jay because Jay was the host and Bert had his three segments. And he made some comment about, uh, I'm only talking to a back, that you know he wanted me to talk to him as well as Jay. Well, my job is to talk to Jay, not to you, Bert. And uh, so I turned around and said, no, I can talk to you. And I said to him, you know, I used to be on your show all the time. Uh, 
win, lose, or draw. And he said, funny, I don't remember. And uh, then we began to talk about being a neatness fanatic. We have uh, an obstacle course. Who told you were a neatness freak? I just say that because your back is to me, and I, I, I was just talking to a back. No, no, I, I can talk to you too, Bert. Thank you. Watch um, out, he's got scissors. He's got, he's got scissors. No, I was just wondering who told you that, because... My, my wife tells me that often. She says, good morning, I'm, I'm you're I'm still married, as a matter of fact. Yes, well, you... Now, the entire audience did one of those, whoa, kind of things. And he had a, uh, a, a mug of water, which he dumped on my crotch. I tried to reciprocate with a glass of water. He straight-armed me. The cup went into my face. I thought he broke a tooth, and now there's water all over me. <laughs> was just threw water on me. Did you notice that, folks? <laughs> and you'll treasure it, lady. Don't touch me. So. I was not intimidated by him in any way, shape, or form. But, you know, he was trying to prove that he was um, the boss, I think. And I wasn't going to stand for that. So when I leaned over to Jay as that cup went into my face and the water was all over, Jay said, welcome to late night TV. At which point uh, the audience, you know, kind of made some noises and Bert was leaning back sort of disrespectfully on the couch and I picked up another cup of water that was on a little table in front of me and I tossed it on him okay now what all the folks who have watched this thing don't know is when I did that I got a standing ovation from the audience they thought that was fantastic that I was reciprocating with what happened to me back to the you know so-called movie star you know I don't mind that because I deserved it. You deserved it? I deserved it. I did it to you. I deserved it. That's okay. I, I, you know, that's the kind of guy I am. But now it was sort of 50-50. And the question always comes up online when people have debates, debates with me. It had to be set up. Why were there pies? If you go back and look at the video, you see Jay lean towards the camera and say, get the pies. The pies were backstage, but in a different area. So it takes a few seconds for them to hurry to get the whipped cream, the plates, and bring them around. These were things they were talking about doing in my segment. They were squashed and not put in until Bert and I kind of got into a uh, an argument, and the next thing I know, there were two pies that were brought out. So now when the pies come out, Bert and I go back to back. Uh, now, if you notice, he's trying to reach underneath and grab my jacket so that I don't get too far away. All right. All right, ready? It's a count of three. One, two, three. We count to three and then turn around, and if you notice, he straight arms me with that pie like you could not believe. He was, he was trying to hurt me, no question about it. And he got me really well. I got him okay. He didn't think I was going to get him at all. I think he was trying to take me out, uh, but I did get him as well. And they hand me another pie, and uh, we were both going to go after Jay. And here's the turning point. Johnny would have taken that pie. That would have been the thing to do. It should have been the close of the segment. But Jay, being the wuss that he is, ran towards the uh, band and uh, tried to uh, get away, which he did. And then it was the end of the segment. He said, oh, folks, I'm sorry. We're out of time. And then we try to go after him and, and get him on the back a little bit. So at one point, you also see Bert hug me. And he whispers in my ear, I don't know if I ever said this on an interview, I only did that because I really like you, okay? Now, two seconds before that, you wouldn't think he liked me at all, but that was what he said uh, is, uh, I only did that because I really like you. I mean, I'm somewhat amazed as to what has just happened. 
And once again, in my mind, none of it was planned. And I'm trying to figure out, you know, how did this happen? Uh, did I motivate it? Did he motivate it? Did Jay not take charge enough? What what just happened? But if you go back, in my opinion, uh, Bert was a bully. He wouldn't let me do my six minutes. He kept interrupting me. And when I uh, dared to come back to him and say that line, and when I said to him, by the way, I'm still married, that was my uh, point to say, cool it, man. This is my segment. Shut the hell up. Okay. But he didn't take to that. I had to continue to defend my territory. So two things happened the next day, one of which Jay calls me at home and goes, hey, wait, what, what, what the hell was that? What's going on between you and Bert? And I said, look, man, it, it's my one shot on The Tonight Show that I'd always hoped for, and I wasn't going to let this man ruin it. And I treated him, once again, like he was a heckler at the comedy store, and I wasn't going like to let him take my, uh, my place. Well, Steve Binder, who's a very famous producer-director, uh, had a lot to do with Elvis's uh, revival in his career, was a friend of mine, and I was working on a project with him. And the next day, I went to his house, and he said, you know, I know Bert's publicist. Would you like me to call him and see what Bert thought of the segment? And so I said, yeah. So uh, he calls the publicist, and Bert's comment was, I was a bottom feeder of show business, and I didn't show the movie star any respect. That was his line. <laughs> so, you know... I, I never met Reynolds ever again. Uh, sadly, he passed away. Uh, and, you know, when when he did, I was getting a million phone calls from every news source you can imagine. What was my feeling about Bert's passing? And I only said positive things because I felt sorry for him. The guy was the number one box office star in the world for five years. And from what I understand, when he passed away, somehow most of that money disappeared. But it's something that never goes away. Once again, almost 30 years ago is when it happened, October of 94. And uh, pretty much not a day goes by that somebody doesn't want to bring it up on social media, have a disagreement, argument with me about it all being set up, or just walking down the streets of any major city. People want to talk about it because if you didn't see it live, certainly you've seen it online. You try and relive the moment in your head you almost don't remember what it was really like it because it goes by so quickly. I still, I got that suit that I wore that night dry cleaned. It still sits in my closet. And every now I look at it and think about, wow, if that, if that suit could talk, what would it say <laughs> through the experience uh, that it went through? It, it's sad that it happened the way it did, but on the same token, it, it never goes away. And uh, there's a little thing in our industry called residuals. And that thing gets shown all over the world. And uh, checks come to my home on a regular basis. So from that perspective, that ain't bad either. Mark Summers, on the craziest day of his entire career, The Tonight Show with Mr. Burt Reynolds. You can catch Mark on his new podcast, Mark Summers Unwraps. It is a great show. Uh, recent guests have included Al Roker, Leah Delaria, and Anthony Ramos. You can catch that show wherever you get your podcasts, as they say. And speaking of wherever you get your podcasts, if you're interested in more Burt Reynolds-themed podcasting, well, good news. Uh, my aforementioned former co-host and current co-host and comedy partner Jordan Morris and I have a new podcast called Stash Rules Everything Around Me, or Stream. It recaps the filmography of Mr. Burt Reynolds. The first episode up in the feed for our show, Jordan, Jesse, Go, so you can listen to it there. The other five episodes 
are now in the bonus content feed for members of Maximum Fun. Uh, That includes, by the way, an episode recapping the film Smokey and the Bandit 2 uh, with our friend and the best-selling author of Eat, Pray, Love, Elizabeth Gilbert. So if you've ever wanted to hear Liz Gilbert talk about perhaps the least essential film ever made, Smokey and the Bandit 2, well, now's your chance. That's the end of another episode of Bullseye. Bullseye created from the homes of me and the staff of Maximum Fun in and around greater Los Angeles, California. Here at my house, my son just got uh, NBA 2K for our PlayStation, and my wife beat me. Our show is produced by Speaking Into Microphones. Our senior producer is Kevin Ferguson and producers Jesus Ambrosio and Richard Roby. Our production fellows at Maximum Fun are Tabitha Myers and Brianna Paz. We get booking help from Mara Davis. Our interstitial music comes from DJW, also known as Dan Wally. Our theme music at the top of the show is by the great band The Go Team. The song is Huddle Formation. Our thanks to The Go Team and thanks to their label, Memphis Industries. Bullseye is also on YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. You can find us in all of those places. Give us a follow. We will share with you all of our interviews. And I think that's about it. Just remember, all great radio hosts have a signature sign-off. Bullseye with Jesse Thorne is a production of MaximumFun.org and is distributed by NPR.